0: He did talk about us getting together. and He was very, you know, anytime, anyplace, I'd really love to do this again. And he walked me to the corner and he was walked to his car. He gave me a hug. He said he's a hugger. He likes to hug a lot. He reached his hands inside my coat and around my waist to give me a hug instead of putting his hands on the outside of my coat, which, you know, gives you pause when someone reaches their hands inside your coat and you don't know them that well. And then he walked off. He immediately texted me to say he had a good time and that it was hot again. Um, It was really nice that he followed up so quickly and, of course, you like hearing that you're hot. Again, I'm not sure how sincere it was, but who doesn't like to hear that?
1: This is First Date Stories, the podcast, the show where women in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond talk all about the first dates they've been on. From the wildly successful to the completely disastrous and everything in between. Here's your host, Jody Klein, founder of FirstStateStories.com. Hi, and happy new year. How excited are you that 2021 is just about behind us? I know I am. In fact, everyone I've talked to about this is ready for 2021 to bring us a fresh start. Hopefully, it will be a healthy and better year for you, for all the people you care about, and really, for everyone. Since today is New Year's Eve, we decided to reach back into our episode vault and replay one of our favorite episodes from season one, which is about a date that happened on, yep, you guessed it, December 31st. I recorded this episode with Juliana. She's a divorced woman in her 50s who's not an active dater But she's happy to go out on a date when she meets a man she's attracted to or one that she's intrigued by. Juliana met such a guy, whose name is Dan, when she was out one night with a group of friends. Here's Juliana's first date story. Welcome, Juliana. It is terrific to have you here. Thanks, Jody. Why
0: don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm 51 years old. I'm single. I was married a long time ago, so so long ago that I've almost forgotten about it. I was 21 when I was divorced. I'm social, but I don't date a lot. But you have a date to talk to us about today. I do. Fantastic. <laughs> so let's uh, switch gears and let's talk a little bit about the guy. How did you and Dan meet? I was at a like a supper club. My friend has uh, a boyfriend, he's a musician, and we often go see him play, and so we were at a supper club where he was performing, we had dinner, and towards the end of the evening, my friends were talking to a guy um, at the end of the table, and I noticed him, but I didn't say anything to him, he said something to me, I joined in the conversation, and that's when we met. All right,
1: and how did that
0: conversation with him go? It was lively. It was interesting. He seemed really nice and friendly. We were probably like a half an hour away from the city that we both live in. And he offered to give me a ride home, which was kind of unusual. And my friend who was there that night said no. He understood. He, w- he was fine with that. I think then he asked for my information. And so did you hear from him afterwards? Yes. He immediately started texting me. I think that night, And what were those texts like? They were friendly. They were flirty. He kept telling me that he was a smart aleck, that I shouldn't be offended or anything. He was really pushing for a first date, which is good because sometimes texts can go on and on forever. And you're like, is there ever going to be a point to this? Can you, what are we doing here? Um, If I don't know you that well, I don't want to be texting with you forever. I would rather just meet you again and go on the first date. And what were you thinking about that? He seemed fun. There wasn't like an immediate spark. I didn't feel like I was super attracted to him, but I I don't go by looks all the time anyway. So I, I felt like he would be fun. So I felt like a first date would be good. Did you ever talk on the phone or was it all text? It was all text. One strange thing was that during the conversation, I had jokingly said, oh, my friends have all looked you up online. And he immediately friended me on Facebook and was like, Oh, well, I friended you on Facebook and you can see all about me. You can look up anything you want. Oh, wow. I know. <laughs> it was, That's a big leap. <laughs> I know. And I, I hesitated. I thought, I don't know if I want to be friends with someone I haven't even met. I barely know this person. And I know people that I'm friends with on Facebook. I actually know them. And then I thought, well, what, what is he going to see? Like, you know, what will he possibly find out about me that I don't want him to know? And then I thought, you know, I should just do this because... If he starts looking at my, everything on Facebook about me, then he'll already know a bunch of things. And if he doesn't like something, then he'll stop pursuing this and I don't have to waste my time. So I just went for it. Did he propose another date? I proposed another night. And the night was New Year's. I said, I know we probably both have other things to do on New Year's, but why don't we meet and have a drink and then go on to our other things? Why not get it started off strong, I guess? Yeah. That was kind of my thinking. Also, I figured I'm going to be dressed up already anyway. He knows my neighborhood, so I picked the place for us to go to. I did actually try it on an outfit and then um, took a selfie and sent it to one of my friends so that she could evaluate what I would be wearing. I think I took two and let her pick the outfits.
1: Well, that's what girlfriends are for, or other people in your family. Absolutely. That's terrific.
0: How did it all kick off? He actually came up with a rose in his hand. And you saw that rose in his hand? What did you think? I think it was, I think it's fine. I told, I mentioned that to people later that night, and some people were like, oh, God, that's too much. But I think it's sweet. I don't think it's too much. And then what happened next? So then we walked to the bar restaurant where we were going to meet for a drink. We sat down. He came on a little bit strong, even from the very beginning. This might sound bad, but very complimentary, but more like you are hot, but not in like an icky way. In a way that made you feel how? Made me feel like it was a little strong. I mean, I think I'm an attractive person, but saying it so much and so often and so enthusiastically made me wonder about the sincerity, like, does he say this to everyone? I got the impression he would be very fun and the things that he liked to do seemed like things that I like to do, like go dancing, listen to a lot of music. It, he was still kind of, kind of coming on strong, like when he was mentioning the music and things like, oh, do you like to go dancing? And I would say yes. And he was like, oh, great, because I can take you to this place or that place, like kind of foreshadowing what was going to happen next, which on some level you're like, well, that's good. That seems like he's serious. He's already talking about the next date, basically. And he talked a lot. He told me, if I'm talking too much, please let me know, or something to that effect. So did you? I didn't. I could barely get a word in edgewise, so it would have been hard to tell him he was talking too much. (laughs) (laughs) And are you guys the same age range? That was interesting, too, because my friend's boyfriend was performing, and it was her birthday, and he said something about how old is... She, I, it was a little evasive because I don't like to tell people's ages. And my friend looks about 15 years younger than she actually is. So I don't know what I said, but I avoided that. And then I think we were kind of skimming around the age conversation. And of course, I'd already looked him up online and I knew that he was about eight years younger than me. And this is not unusual for me. When I get asked out, it's always almost 100% by younger men. I never told him my age. He never told me his. And so
1: you're at the bar. You're dancing around the age thing. You're talking about different uh, uh, things you like to do. And then where did the conversation end up?
0: Um, he did talk about us getting together and he was very, you know, anytime, anytime, anyplace I'd really love to do this again and he walked me to the corner and he was walked to his car he gave me a hug, he said he's a hugger he likes to hug a lot he reached his hands inside my coat and around my waist to give me a hug instead of putting his hands on the outside of my coat which, you know, gives you pause when someone reaches their hands inside your coat and you don't know them that well and then he walked off he immediately texted me to say he had a good time and that it was hot again. Um, It was really nice that he followed up so quickly. And, of course, you like hearing that you're hot. Again, I'm not sure how sincere it was, but who doesn't like to hear that? So you go off, you have your New Year's Eve celebration. You've got the kind of buzz of the date, like leaving it. So I went off to my friends. It was a dinner party at their house. It was a small group of people. And so we did talk a lot about the date because that's what you do when you go to your married friends' houses. You talk about your dating. He seemed like someone I would want to see again. It was a good first date, which I think is you should always stop and recognize that you just had a good first date because that's something in itself. And he seemed like he would be fun to date again. He didn't seem like someone that I would want to sit on my couch and watch a movie with. I didn't think. You never know, but I just got the feeling he was going to be the fun guy.
1: And then the evening ends. You go home. The new year has begun. It's 2018.
0: Yes. And what happens? I never hear from him again. You never hear from him again? Never. He didn't unfriend me but I never heard from him again. The friends that I met him with that night and the friends that I went to the New Year's party with all knew this story and were following it closely. And I began to call him the ghoster. People probably know this term, but if you're at a party and someone just leaves without saying goodbye, you call them the ghoster. He ghosted me. So how do you feel about that? Uh, It was funny. It was very entertaining for my friends, of course. And, in those situations, you just never know. I don't think he was married. He talked about his children and about being divorced. But you didn't unfriend him. So you just are kind just, of moving on and not caring. I, yeah, I just left it alone. You just left it and alone. he really follows my friend's boyfriend musician and goes to his gigs all the time. So I, I figured eventually we were going to run into each other again. And he had to know that too. And I wasn't uncomfortable. I didn't do. I didn't ghost him. So... And has that happened? So Eric is my friend's boyfriend. And I would say I'm going to go see him on Facebook. And he would sometimes also be going to that event. He had never showed up. And my friend Eric said this is kind of what he does. He, just to promote Eric, he'll say he's going when he's really not going to an event. So I didn't see him. But then one time I said I was going to an event on Facebook. And he liked that I was going. And sure enough, that night he was there. So I'm seated right by the door. That's usually where we sit in this place. And when he comes in, he gives my friend a hug. I'm like a little bit away on the other side of the table. So it was this awkward handshake, hey. And then he went over to the bar and sat down and was there the rest of the night. Um, He seemed to be by himself. At one point, I had to get up um and go to the restroom which meant I was going to have to walk by him and I didn't see him when I walked by and I thought oh boy so I get to the bathroom there's a women's and a men's and I'm waiting outside the women's and I'm thinking he must be in the bathroom the place is small I would have seen him and I'm thinking great now he's going to walk out and I'm going to be standing right here in front of him the door opens it's not him so I go back to the table I tell my friend hey he's gone I don't know where he went she goes to see if there's a back door there's no back door I don't know how he got out of the place. He ghosted me
1: again. <laughs> he ghosted <laughs> you via text and he ghosted yes. you in person. Yes. As you look back, is there anything to take away from it?
0: I mean, I think that dating should be fun. So like I said, when that date was over, I, I always pause when it's a good date and say that you just had a good date. You never hear from that guy again. Be thankful that you just had a great first date or a great date in general, because that that doesn't always happen. So I think that's one of my bigger takeaways. I guess also don't take things personally. I didn't take it personally. I don't know what happened. Someone could have died. He could have met the next hottest person. He could have looked me up online and saw that I was eight years older than him and didn't like it. I I have no idea. So don't take it personally. You got to laugh about these things.
1: That is the healthiest philosophy. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that story. It's a great one because uh, you have such a healthy perspective after the fact, and it's kind of hilarious how he ghosted you once, he ghosted you twice, and you know, (laughs) at the end of the day, it didn't make any difference to you whatsoever. What came out of it was the opportunity to share a funny story. Yes. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you like the show, we would love it if you'd go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. You can also subscribe there or wherever you are listening right now. This podcast is also at firstdatestories.com where you'll find articles written by incredibly talented dating experts on all sorts of topics that provide inspiration, guidance, and support to single, divorced, and widowed women who are dating in midlife. And you can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter. If you have your own memorable first date story to share, please don't keep it to yourself. We want to hear about it. Email us at hello at or go to the contact section of the website. Now for a quick run through of the legalese. This podcast is for general information and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as professional advice for our listeners. We suggest that you always consult with your own personal coaches and advisors. First Date Stories does not recommend or endorse or object to the views or topics expressed on this podcast. Also, the names of the guests are changed for privacy purposes. This podcast is produced and edited by Kim Paletti and Lisa Gray of Soundline Productions and is brought to you by Espoir Ventures. First Date Stories is here to help you be your best self, cheer you on and encourage you to keep showing up for first dates because beyond your next first date may be the lifelong love you are seeking.